Agenda setting conversations of the day. 13 minutes after 8 o'clock, you're listening to SFM Sunrise. My name is Oliver Dixon. Fatima Hassan, the Health uh, Justice Initiative founder, joins me this morning. Fatima, good morning. Thank you so much uh, for your time this morning. Really, really do appreciate it. That case coming out of, that judgment coming out of the Pretoria High Court, an important judgment, uh, one that says that the government must make public all COVID-19 procurement documents so that we know exactly how much was paid for it, and from who uh, we procured COVID-19 vaccines. Why is this important? Hi, Oliver. Thanks for having us on the show. So it's important because I think the public has a right to know, and certainly that argument was upheld by Judge Miller in the Gauteng High Court yesterday. And, you know, the days are now beginning to unfold, and government has, as you've mentioned, 10 days to make all this information available. We've previously argued that, you know, the specific reasons why it's important is because significant amounts of public money was used to purchase the vaccines. There was blanket uh, non-disclosure agreements and secrecy demanded by pharmaceutical companies who insisted on very high levels of secrecy in order for us to get very limited supplies, in some cases, very late delivery of supplies. So the scarcity of supplies was basically, you know, used as a leverage to trade for secrecy. Um, But going forward, you know, one of the reasons why disclosure is important and why such widespread secrecy shouldn't be allowed to continue is because we're going to have procurement with the very same or similar companies under national health insurance. And currently, there are also global negotiations around the next pandemic, uh, what's called the pandemic treaty process. And transparency has become a sticking point there. So the judgment is really a really important moment, I think, for democracy, not just for for people living in South Africa, but for other parts of the global South, where they were also similarly, we believe, bullied by these companies into signing, you know, these contracts yeah. with so much of secrecy. So it effectively sets an important piece of jurisprudence pre- precedence. That is to say, uh, South Africa would not be, or at least we hope, that we'd never come to a time where we engage in uh, medicinal procurement that is shrouded in secrecy that at any point uh, that we procured medicine and medical services, that we know exactly who we're getting it from and for how much we're getting it from and what uh, the competitors would have been charging for the same service or the same product. Is, is, is that what you're hoping to establish here? Yes, and I think you make an important point there that, remember, in this case, we weren't even given information about who the contracting parties were. So it wasn't just even about the terms and conditions of specific contracts. We we were not being told who the legal entities were. We were told that even that information is confidential. So the judgment yesterday, you know, basically dealt with the issues of confidentiality, dealt with the issues of uh, the potential future prejudice uh, to government in negotiations with these companies. And I think it's a clear indication to these companies, if you're going to come into South Africa and want to basically offer your products to us where we have to pay you using public money, then you actually have to agree to the principles of transparency and, you know, government has a duty to be accountable as well. So I think it's it's providing hopefully a framework for also what's potentially going to happen under procurement for national health insurance. And remember, there will be a next pandemic this you know unfortunately this is not the last pandemic the world is going to see and when we have emergency procurement in the middle of a global public health disaster where they are scarce supplies 
you know, how much secrecy can you demand? Can your governments then distort your local democratic traditions to give effect to these requests by these very profitable, very powerful companies? Yeah, but that doesn't mean that the public interest argument is completely blown out of the water, right? Because it may well be the case, as government would argue, I would assume, that a medicinal producer or a medical service provider may well turn their back on South Africa because they are not willing to procure, uh, to provide to or service a country uh, where it will be required, where, where, where the veil of secrecy will be required to fall away. They may well argue that the calculation on part of the service provider or the manufacturer would be that I could make more money just trading with countries where the secrecy would be allowed. So I'm not going to go do it in South Africa because crucial information would become uh, public and uh, all my Hmm. uh, clients would see this information and that would put me at a disadvantage as a producer, as a manufacturer or service provider. Therefore, South Africa is just a country that medical service providers will overlook. Well, you know, that's not borne out by the facts. Uh, And I think that if any company that's a multinational that is, you know, registered and regulated by different authorities around the world wants to choose that path, then it would be quite a shameful path for them. Uh, South Africa is a very lucrative market for many of these companies. And currently, they are also providing other products to us. But there has always been this issue of transparency, not just transparency or the lack of transparency in pricing, but also around the terms. And remember, this was an unusual situation where this much of secrecy was demanded. So I, I really think there's no water to, you know, the watered to that argument that these companies will basically turn their back. The same issues are being articulated in Europe, in the USA, in many other countries in Latin America, in other countries in Africa, around the levels of secrecy that was demanded. Um, And certainly, if every jurisdiction demands greater transparency and accountability, it would be impossible for these companies then uh, not, you know, but to actually enter into agreements with with a greater sense of transparency. I mean, I think the the issue really goes to the heart of what did they actually demand? And yeah. in our particular case, it's not just the pricing that's important. Is did these companies insist that the South African government insert language to benefit them in separate contracts, these entities for their private commercial interests? And certainly that's the issue around the export restrictions that were placed on South Africa, which allowed vaccines to leave South Africa when we needed them to benefit European customers. I think it's a much more complex conversation than, oh, these companies will simply leave if they have to conform to democratic values and principles and comply with South Africa's constitution. That that, that would be a shameful moment for them. Uh, see, well, at least uh, procurement with non-disclosure, strict non-disclosure is not an unusual exercise. Uh, in fact, it does somewhere exist in our PFMA and somehow does allow for it, especially, for instance, procurement pertaining to sensitive uh, equipment in state security, for instance, that can be shrouded in, in strict non-disclosures. Why is this different from that? So I think the judgment really articulated and found that in this particular case, government did not put up any strong enough arguments to justify the confidentiality, to justify the non-disclosure, and to show any factual basis that government would be prejudiced in future negotiations. So in this particular case, the court has ordered full disclosure. Uh, The department did not even ask or argue for redacted disclosure. And I think there's some really useful points in the judgment that 
you can't, on the one hand, agree to the secrecy and then similarly use the secrecy to then justify the non-disclosure. So, you know, I think a really important precedent and really valuable one that there is a public interest and we do have a right to know, particularly because of the significant amount of public funds that we use. Yeah, we're going to have to leave it there. Fatima Hassan, really, really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for that. Fatima Hassan, uh, the founder of the Health Justice Initiative. I'm taking your reactions to that on the other side of the open line, which will be the people's mediated conversation. It's 21 minutes after 8.